Well, we've arrived at the final round of the season, and while the relegation battle will go down to the final day, the Premiership race has been decided with Peninsula Power Crown, the 2020 NPL Queensland Premiers. Welcome to the NPL Sunday Show, and Adam, we should start by issuing our congratulations to the new newly crowned Premiers Peninsula Power. It was a really good, been a really good season for them, and they probably very much deserve the Premiership. Absolutely, especially in the uh, second half season. Um, good evening to you, Scott, and all listeners. Um, yeah, look, uh, seven straight wins uh, to 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 to, the, uh, to be crowned premiers, and obviously they've, they've been the team form and very very deserved premiers. So yeah, congratulations to them, and it it sets up just a you know a very very big few weeks in local football. Absolutely, we'll we'll continue on with that game. That was a five 0 win on Friday night to seal the premiership down there at. Max Haynes Field at Capella Bar, five goals to Minton, two goals to Mandy Pengelly, Josh Woolley, Brenton Fox and Marek Madley rounding out the scoring in the last couple of minutes. It was a pretty comfortable night in the end, wasn't it, for Peninsula Power? Once they got that first goal, it was really smooth sailing. Yeah, and it was all about that, that first goal. Um, one, like, I think Capella Bar, I think that they, they know that the pressure's coming on, that while they're not in immediate danger as far as relegation goes, um, no, so I think they know that the, the, the chasing pack is closing. And when we talk about the other results, that that uh, danger is getting more and more closer. But um, yeah, they they came, they came out you know hard in the first three minutes. So, but as soon as um, Andy Pangeli got the first goal, that pretty much sort of ended the resistance. And then in the end, especially late in the game, it ended up being a procession. It absolutely did, didn't it? And that the combination in that front row for Peninsula Power, we've seen that's taken Andy Pangeli a long time to get going. This season, certainly by the very high standard he set 12 months ago. But he's in and around that 12, I think it's 12 goals he's got now for the season or somewhere there or thereabouts. So the, that combination in the front is starting to really click nicely, isn't it? It is. And it's uh, it's also interchangeable at the moment because obviously you've got, it's actually forced Brenton Fox to play more in a uh, number 10 role, which which we haven't actually seen much of him before. We've always known him as you know a winger who's got a good crossing, but him actually playing in behind in that Sam Cronin role that, you know, would with Cronin sort of out for the season. Um, yeah, that, it, it's sort of, it's, he's actually, and he's actually been very, very good uh, the last couple of weeks since he's been in that. Um, I think it may blunt him a little bit with Tom, he's playing a more uh, defensive role, but, uh, but look there, that, that front, that front three is sort of firing at the moment, especially we can't go without mentioning Daniel Clark. Uh, he, he's been, he's been brilliant, especially in the last sort of month or so, you know, he's obviously finding his feet and, uh, and yeah, look, uh, it's all, all smooth sailing for potential power. They've uh, wrapped up the premiership one week early. Absolutely. And clearly meant a lot to them, didn't it? We'll talk about that now because they are the, I believe it's the fifth club, the sixth, no, it is the sixth club to win a premiership. They joined the Brisbane Strikers, who won it twice, Lions twice, Morton Bay, Olympic, Gold Coast City as well. They've all won the premiership. Now you can have potential power to that list of teams who won the NPL Queensland Premiership. And it clearly meant a lot to them, didn't it? You saw the celebrations on the field at full time and, they were well and truly into celebrating on the deck there at Capella Bar, weren't they? They were, and I think it was more sort of, I think for them it was redemption, because, you know, after last season, where they went, you know, 15 for 15 uh, to start the season, to fall, and to fall short and get, or actually to get run over pretty much by by Lions in the final weeks, um, I think that may have stung a bit, but they've really sort of, they've sort of done it the opposite way this, this season, where they sort of started a bit slow, even after the resumption, you know, that lost to East was... You know, telling is probably the worst they've played all season. But um, in the last two months or so, they they have been you know first first rate. And yeah, look, five five goal um, sort of you know to against Kapalabar, it really sort of you know was a signal of intent that you know they didn't want to just go down there and you know just 
fall over line, they warned to uh, send a statement to the rest of the league that they were going to win the premiership, but they're also on for the grand final. So just to clarify that, it's two premierships each for Brisbane Strikers and Lions. They lead the way in the NPL era. Morton Bay, Olympic, Gold Coast City, and now Peninsula Power. They all have one premiership each. And it's quite interesting, Adam, Peninsula Power, they become the first team to win all three premierships in the, in the football Queensland competitions now, adding their NPL Queensland men's premiership to the premiership they won in NPL women a couple of years ago, and also the FQPL when they came up as the unbeaten premiers two years ago. They were, yes. Uh, and I, I dare say that... Uh, that, uh, as I was discussing this on Friday night, that um, I did say that's a record that's not going to be broken because I don't see someone like a Lions ever playing FQPL. <laughs> a lot would have to go wrong for that to happen. So they'll be on, but they'll be on in a class of their own, you know, having that FQPL title as well. But uh, again, it says it sort of says you know the sort of um, you know, commitment they have uh, up there at Peninsula Power that the fact is that they started in FQPL, uh, won that. You know, last year, last year they they were leading for most of the way, got got run down, and then this year they've actually gone on and won the premiership. So in in two seasons of NPL, they finally sort of, you know, they they win the premiership. Which I think, if you talk to most clubs and sort of at this level, the premiership actually seems to mean a whole lot. Um, you know, as well as you now being grand final winners. Yeah, every every coach we've spoken to has said that the the premiership race is the one that means the most to them. And, the point you mentioned that FQPL is the unique one. There's teams like Lions you mentioned who've done the MPL, MPL Women's Premiership, and they did it in the same season 12 months ago. So there will be plenty of teams who might do that in the future, but that FQPL one might just help Peninsula Power stand out a bit. Now, after the game on Friday night, we did catch up with both the head coach of Peninsula Power, Aaron Phillip, and the captain of Peninsula Power, Trent McAvoy. So let's hear what they both had to say as the celebrations commenced. We're joined now by the coach of Prince by Aaron Phillip. Aaron, five-star performance to win the championship. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was a good performance tonight, and uh, we knew we had to do our jobs. Tough, tough, tough place for us to come. It has in the past. It's always been tough to come, and uh, Boothie always sets his teams up, and obviously they've got a fight of their own, so we knew it would be tough tonight. Um, on this game tonight, was it important just to get that first goal, just to calm the nerves and just get everyone settled down? Oh, for sure. And I think the way they Capella Bar started, they started really behind the ball. And I thought if we didn't, if they got one, it would make it really hard. Um, so it was important that we got one, and we did well to get the first one. And I think we made a few chances off the back of that too. So really happy with the first half, especially. So, you know, last year you was made a great start, but didn't quite get the job done. How how much more satisfying is it to get it done this year, particularly given the unique challenges that 2020 has presented? Yeah, I think the difference between this year and last year is we had a lot of injuries. Um, right when the crunch games were in the middle of the season this year we, we've been fitter and um, we haven't had the injuries that we've had or we've been able to cover them a little bit better so uh, very satisfying to win and obviously last year un- unfinished business I guess you would say but uh, uh, it's good to come and, and uh, win, win And a first premiership NPL level how important is that for the club as a whole? Oh, it's huge that like what we spoke about today Power started or Margate started in Div 9B um, so a pretty young club, and to now be NPL champions, uh, it's a great achievement for the club. So to clarify on the record, the NPL women did win a couple of years ago, finished the power, but in the men's, that was the, the first one. Yep. yep. And I assume you told the players just then that there's still a job to be done, Lions next week, and then the all-important final series? Uh, no. Oh, we'll just enjoy tonight, <laughs> yeah. and um, we'll be back in Tuesday, and we'll prepare for, for Lions. We know that's a tough game, and we'll look forward to it, but we'll let them enjoy tonight, and um, I think they deserve it. So we'll let you go back inside as well. Congratulations. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much, guys. We're joined by the captain of Principal Trent McAvoy. Trent, congratulations. Thanks very much. It's a great, a great feeling at the moment. So, um, just happy with the, the achievement of the boys. We've worked hard all year, um, and it's it's paid off now. So, 
as captain of the team, was it was it a focus this year to get the job done? That didn't quite happen last year with the great start. Was that the big focus this year to get it done? Oh, 100%. We, um, we started well last year and just sort of fell away at the crucial time of last year. So it was definitely a focus of ours this year. The start of pre-season was win the premiership um, and just sort of really, really cement ourselves one of the top teams in Queensland. And tonight, was it just important to get the first goal to settle down all the nerves? Absolutely. We, we spoke about it before the game. Uh, Philip and Ben sort of mentioned just take that nerves out, start well, get an early goal, and then we can kick on and, and just play our football. So. And tonight, celebrations are back to focusing on the game next week against Lions and the finals. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have a little bit of a celebration tomorrow, uh, but we've still got work to do. Um, we don't want to play Lions at home next week. It's obviously a big occasion. We'll, we'll go there to win the game and, and hope to celebrate next weekend, and then obviously... There's another job to do when finals come. We'll let you get on those celebrations. Congratulations. Thanks very much. So it was a very happy captain and coach there on Friday night down there at Capalaba. We'll go through some of the other results in the MPL Queensland. We've got plenty to cover, so I'll get moving pretty quickly. Some of the other results over the weekend. Olympic FC 3, Lions 0. Gold Coast Knights 2, Sunshine Coast. Wanderers 0 and Brisbane Strikers 2. Gold Coast Knights 1. Adam, what are your thoughts on those three games very quickly before we touch on the games in the in the bottom third of the table? Uh, yeah, look, uh, Gold Coast Knights, um, that, that, that's a tick over game for them. You know, 2-0, they're expected to win. And that, that pretty much will almost, uh, no, they'll pretty much sort of set them up for third place. I think it's that's going to be important as well because I, I don't think too many teams will be fancying to go up to AJ Kelly Park and trying to, you know, win in the final series. So, so Gold, Gold Coast Knights, you know, that win and uh, probably expect a win on Saturday. That should be enough to get them in third. Whereas Lions, um, who were beaten so fairly comfortably by Olympic, who I think are you know, seething that, you know, they've fallen short again. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I think, again, that, that 3 nil win, I think it's a statement, but um, I think Lions, it might be a case of, well, we're just going to save up for the finals. They've got a tough game against Pinchot Power to round out the season. On uh, on Saturday night, and so I think it might be a few, a few sort of I guess, you know, I'm not gonna say games that you know don't mean much, uh, but yeah, I think Lions might be in reserve. I think they they're gonna finish probably fourth, and they're gonna have to go to AJ Kelly two weeks in a row. Well, any game between those two sides certainly means a lot. We know that, and mm. Olympic FC with that win, they did secure second place on the table, so they will get a home semi-final, perhaps against Gold Coast. Nice job. We'll have to wait and see next week on that yep. one. We're going to keep moving now because we've got plenty to cover tonight on the Brisbane, on the NPL Queensland. That wrong show, not Brisbane Football Reviews. It's the NPL Sunday show. But we'll go through <laughs> the game we just got home from recently, Adam. Redlands United 4, Brisbane Raw Academy nil, And we'll talk about the ramifications of the result in a minute, but just on the performance, it was a very well-deserved win, wasn't it? It was, and uh, Lathan Dunn's become a bit of a cult hero at uh, Redlands. He's, he scored six goals in four games, including a hat-trick tonight. Um, this game, I think, was, um, I guess, was directly affected uh, by uh, Kaita Paldo sending off in around about the 30th minute, um, a bit of an unsavory incident off the ball. And um, that's sort of you know, changing. Even though uh, they, they were leading 1-0 at the time after Latham Dunn scored in the fourth minute. And then from there, it was just a case of the 10 men of the Raw, of the young Raw, just uh, just couldn't cope. And they put three more away, including a penalty as well. So, um, yeah, look, they're, 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 pretty much, um, they're pretty much safe as far as you know, two, win, two wins in... Um, in five days for Redlands, and they've gone from situation hopeless to they're a point away from safety. 
Yes, they had a bit of midweeking against the Brisbane Strikers. We'll talk about the relegation battle in just a moment. Yeah. Now, but that goal in the fourth minute, that really did set things up for this particular game, didn't it? The goal for Latham Dunn, given the Brisbane Robsy had their A-League game, A-League trial game on Saturday. We've got a separate video about that if you're looking for that audio. But they, they had a lot of players from this academy side play in that game. And the early goal just helped set things up for Redlands nicely, didn't it? It did, yes. And... Um... Yeah, like I said, you had three players that, that played in that uh, game on uh, yesterday uh, that, that actually, they actually sort of took the field. And I think it's well, even when those players came off, um, yeah, it generally it was and, – and playing with 10 men as well is always going to be difficult for, for this young raw side. You know, they're, they're, they're very talented and obviously very technically skilled. But sort of, yeah, if things don't go their way uh, sometimes, it does sort of fall apart for them. That's something we've noticed. But for them, they're, they're safe in seventh. Um, it's, a, it's a good season for them. So they, they have Morton Bay next week. Uh, so, so, yeah, like it's, it's a disappointing result, I'm sure. And Chris Crossman wasn't happy – wasn't too happy with with the performance, but at the end of the day, I think it meant more to Redlands to pretty much get on the edge of safety. We we think they are safe given what the matchups next week, but mathematically, they they still need probably one more point to get to um to, to get to safety. Well, if I don't play next week, they'll have to get that midweek. They are up to midweek, ninth yes. place on twenty two yeah. points, and after the game, we caught up with the coach of Redlands tonight, Jordan Manning, who was understandably very happy with the win tonight. So let's see what he had to say. We're joined by the coach of Redland side, Jordan Manning. Jordan, 4 0 win here tonight against Brisbane Royal. Really, really good performance from your side. Yeah, it's fantastic. Obviously, the boys have put in a lot of hard work across the last few months, and it's, it's great for the boys to get the reward for that. They've, they've been a tremendous group, and it's just so nice to, to have that end result for us. So it's been a massive week for us, all the result midweek against Strikers at all tonight. It's a really important six point shoe, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's massive for us. Obviously, it, it means a lot more off the park in terms of the, the table and what it means for the club, but it's also brilliant for the group. Obviously, they've worked so, so hard as a collective coaching staff and players, and it's just so great to finally have a reward for our efforts across the last few months. Absolutely, and to just seemingly secure like safety tonight, how important is to do that one and also here in front of the home fans? Yeah, it's obviously brilliant for the boys. We've, yeah, we've, we've worked really hard and it's great to have that sort of buffer now. We've, we've for weeks and months been worried about the drop and what that could potentially have an impact on the club. So for us to have that safety net and know that we've finally done it is just brilliant and it's such a great feeling. You're saying there's going to be a continuity in your side as well. Is that something you can really build on going into next season as well? Yeah, definitely. The, the boys are beginning to work really hard as a group and they're a really tight-knit group. We've, we've gone from total strangers post-COVID to boys becoming best friends and catching each other outside of football as well. So it's so great to see the mateship involved with the group and then the rewards on it as well. And just finally got the game midweek against Gold Coast. How, how important is it to reset and focus on that game as well? Yeah, it's obviously massive for us, but we've also got to appreciate the, the hard work that's paid off and the result that we've got tonight. It's, it's not every day that you, you get this feeling of safety at this football club. So we want to do everything we can to respect the fixture moving forward and make sure we do our job there, but enjoy the occasion tonight because it's a big one for us. Congratulations on the result and good luck midweek against Gold Coast. Appreciate it. Thanks. So it was very happy Jordan Manning to see him down there at the Compass Ground in Cleveland as they play their penultimate game of the season. They don't play, as I said earlier, they don't play in the final weekend. They've got the bye, but they do have a midweek game. We'll talk about that later on. But we also now, Adam, you were, well, I was at the Raw game at Heath Park on Saturday. You were out there at Walter Park on Saturday night for the Morton Bay United clash against Brisbane City. 2-1 was to Morton to give them the win there. So talk us through what happened there, there at Walter Park on Saturday night. Look, first of all, um, 
it was a buzzing crowd. Um, I think I think the importance of this game wasn't lost. It is, it is a derby. Uh, I think I nicknamed it the Northwest Derby. Um, but yeah, it was a cracking atmosphere on, on Saturday night at Walter Park. It's probably one of the best. I, I I don't get down to too many games, but it's probably it, reminiscent of the FA Cup night uh, against uh, Gold Coast City. I think they were known at the time. I can't remember. Yep. Yep. That. Yeah. Um. It, it was it was buzzing and um. In the end, two-one win to Morton Bay. Uh, f- first half goal to uh, Sigma Notes. It was uh, to Matt Heath. It was uh, in in stoppage time. First half, Marquez Walters equalised uh, in the 67th minute, which then sort of gave City some hope that, that they would they could you know escape with a point. And then the 95th minute, um, there was a. Uh, Matt Symes, the keeper, came out came out to chase a ball. Uh, he couldn't clear it. Uh, young Zach Kerpel found Lyndon Farr from about 25 yards out and, you know, slotted into empty net, and it just set off some wild celebrations, which puts uh, Morton Bay in fifth, which I think for them is an outstanding, is an outstanding result. And I think also as well, I think with one game to go, an outstanding season uh, for them. And you mentioned it was a fantastic atmosphere as well there yeah. at Walter Park on Saturday night. It did. It, uh, it, I think this win, I think... T- with all sort of challenges and, that, and you know, sort of the emphasis on being, you know, bring up a lot of their, their young players through the system, and all that, it, it seemed it did mean a lot uh, to them. So, like I said, again, if they, they're going to finish fifth. They're going to probably be ruining sort of the fact that, you know, they did sort of drop some points that they probably shouldn't have, you know, just before the, um, just before the, the, the lockdown and then then afterwards. But, um, yeah, look, they, they've, they've been one of the form sides uh, since, since uh, the resumption. So they've been having a fantastic season in the second half of the year, and you caught up, Adam, with the coach of Morton Bay, Royce Brownlee. So let's see what the two of you had to say after the game. I'm joined now by the coach of Morton Bay United, Royce Brownlee. First of all, congratulations on a big win tonight. Yeah, look, fantastic. The boys, you know, dug deep. So we knew City were going to throw everything at us. You know, they're fighting for their lives, really. So we knew they were going to come at us and not let us uh, rest at all. Um, more relieved and sort of, you know, than excited about the win, especially given uh, the events of midweek. Now look, for us, it's about every week getting better. You know, today was about not conceding. You know, we didn't worry about... Um, we, we, we're a team that scores goals. You know, um, what we're going to be better at is defending. And today we proved we're an absolute force because City threw everything at us. And, you know, we keep building. We'll be better for next year. Um, the return of um, Jordan, Jordan Courtney, uh, Jackson Courtney Perkins, I should say. Yeah. It's his brother. Yeah. Um, did, that, did that help in sort of, you know, as far as the team sort of, you know, attacking-wise? I know obviously you, you guys you know, have, have very, very good attack, but his inclusion, was that a big in for him? Definitely. Look, Jackson Courtney for me is um, nearly ready for the next level. You know, the moment that he um, starts scoring more goals, he'll, I won't be able to keep him. He's, he's an absolute asset. Sort of more um, from the whole season as a whole. So sort of how have you sort of seen the progression of this team from the start to now, given obviously the situation with the pandemic? Look, I took over the team in um, late December, early January, you know, so bringing players in, we um, managed to hold the core and we've built them and we've built them, we've changed the system and we've built a really good morale, you know. I've played more than half the under-20s in the first team because we've just had no players. If we, I think if COVID didn't come, I think we would have been an, a, a top four team. Speaking about juniors, obviously you brought a lot through. Is that is that one of some of your more proud achievements at this club? You know, bringing through the next generation. Yeah, look, definitely. Look, some of these boys are, are coming through that were under 12s, 13s when I was playing here. You know, um, Declan Smith was only in the 16s and then just made the 18s when I was here. So bringing all these type of players through, and you know, it's just absolutely phenomenal for me because if they can go have a um, a career in football and and start here and then go on with something, 
we must be doing something right because there's no, nothing better feeling. But final question, obviously final game of the season. Obviously you'll be going for all three points to, to close out the season. Look, when you sit there at the start of the year and everyone said uh, we'll probably finish in the bottom three, you know, for us to finish fifth and to hold fifth will be a really proud moment for us. Thank you very much, Royce. Congratulations. Fantastic. Thanks Thank very you. much. So that was Adam's chat with Royce Brown out there on Saturday night. And that was the Morton Bay angle of things, Adam. And now we're going to talk about the Brisbane City angle as we transition into talking about the battle at the bottom end of the table. What did you make of Brisbane City as a side in the performance and then their reaction to the late loss that they picked up on Saturday? Yeah, look, um, City, City, you know, they did show some heart. Um, it was a very, very even contest in the first half. You know, they, they, give, they gave as good as they, they took. Um, the, the goal just before half time. You know, was a, was sort of you know a bit of a bit of a shock for them. They came out in the second half. You know, played well. Marquez Walters came on uh, and scored scored that goal, and they really looked like you know sort of turning screws and probably were good for a point um, before that late goal, which you know that that was a that was a heartbreaker for them. And I, I think um, it's it's going to be very very hard for them. If, you know, it, yeah, as it as it was, you know, even if they sort of took on a team sort of in the same position as they are going to next. Set, you know, going to the final round of the season. But that loss uh, mentally, I think that might have been um, almost the final nail in the coffin. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a very, very courageous, admirable performance to go to Olympic next week, next Sunday, um, on the final final day of the season to, you know, salvage something and hope that, you know, the other teams haven't also picked up points that's around them. So if if I had to give a tip as far as who I think is going down, um, unfortunately, I think Brisbane City... Um, I think this is one loss too many that you now I think you know, in the circumstances it's a heartbreaker because a point a point changes if that if Lyndon Fire doesn't score that goal um, and it's a one all result it changes the whole dynamic. Yeah, it certainly does, doesn't it? So look at the table now; they are a bottom of the table on 19 points from 23 games. Capalabar just above them in 12th on 20 points from 22 games. They have a game to play midweek against Eastern Suburbs. They've got then you've got Sunshine Coast Wanderers on. 22 points on 23 games. Also on 22 points, you've got Redlands in ninth and Gold Coast United in tenth. So it's coming down to those five teams. There's five teams there with three points between them, and two teams have a game, have a catch-up game to play. Gold Coast has a catch-up game midweek, which is Redlands' final game of the season, as I mentioned earlier. And Capalaba have a midweek game against Eastern Suburbs. Those two games are going to be really crucial in determining that what the what the final scenario is going into the final weekend. But at the moment. To your point, it's Brisbane City have to win. Oh, absolutely. There's probably no question, uh, no question there, um, because under under the rules uh, on the tiebreaker, uh, yeah, a draw is not good enough. Uh, because even even if they were to pick up a draw and Kapalabar loses to Gold Coast Knights um, on the on the tiebreaker with only five wins versus a Kapalabar six. Um, that's not enough to save them. So they, yeah, it's three points, or you're going down at um, at Goodwood Park Sunday night, and I th- and I think that's going to be a tall, tall task. But you know, like I said, it's going to it's going to take a mighty performance. It might be you know a memorable night uh, for City if they can pull it off. Well, most certainly will be a memorable night for Brisbane City. There's no doubt about that. Probably be one of the highest highest wins in their NPL history so far. We know they made the grand final in season one of the competition, but this would be a really important win for them. And the other thing is everybody from eighth and above, which is Eastern Suburbs in, on 23 points, everyone from there above is safe. But even Redlands with their win today, as much as we talk about how it seems like in all intents and purposes, they are safe, things could still turn against them, Adam. 
That's correct mathematically. Um, absolutely. Um, we, we, we're projecting that the 20, 23 points of safety, they're on 22. Um, the fact that they've got seven wins uh, is probably puts them sort of in the least amount of danger. So I think that we, we certainly can't accuse uh, the Redlands uh, team of celebrating too early because it would be uh, a dramatic uh, lot, a, you know, a set of uh, results that could see them still relegated from here. So, Well, I was uh, looking at it right now. It actually is impossible because even if Brisbane City do get to them on 22 points, they're ahead on games one anyway. So even So actually, in actual fact, Redlands are safe. Ah uh, yes, yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm running off the old. Uh, oh, goal difference yeah, and wins yeah. seems a bit confusing, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. They are safe. Um, yeah, 22 and seven wins because you're right. Uh, Sunshine Coast and Gold Coast United meet, and uh, and like I said both teams can't win. Absolutely. And if Brisbane City do happen to get a result against Olympic on Sunday, then Capalaba will have to get something out of their final two games against Eastern Suburbs or Gold Eastern Suburbs and Gold Coast United. If they do that, I think. Gold Coast United have two games to play. They play against against um, Redlands United, and then they play against Sunshine Coast Wanderers, who also, that's their last game as well. So those games there, if Brisbane City do get a result, they're the games to keep an eye on, because it, because if, if Olympic if Brisbane City do go to Olympic and get a result, Capalaba are the ones that look like the most likely to go down at that point. Well, they yeah, well, like I said, like Brisbane City at least will have the one advantage is that they will know uh, what what they, the the task will be because obviously they play in the final the final fixture on the sun on Sunday night, so they will know if if Kapalabar, you know are sitting on twenty points and they and they need to win to leapfrog them or whether it is Sunshine Coast Wanderers who are in the firing line. To, so it's yeah, look, it is a very very uh, it is still a lot to play, but. Unfortunately, the most likely path is that you know that Brisbane City are going to be relegated. So it looks that way, doesn't it? Now we'll move on to the MPLW, Adam. And the game we were going to go cover on Sunday night was Capalaba v Logan Lane. But due to the late time change in the game at the Compass Ground, due to the amount of clash between the two, we weren't able to get to John to John Fredericks Park there on Sunday to cover this game. However, James, our, our colleague, was there calling the game for Football Queensland. He, he has a, bit, has a bit of a wrap-up for us, along with a chat with Logan Lightning striker Shea Connors. Let's hear what James has to say first, and then what Shea Connors has to say after the game when talking to James. Hey everyone, it's James checking in here from John Fredericks Park out at Capalabar. Logan Lightning, huge 1-0 win. Thanks to a moment of magic from Shea Connors. Both sides had their chances. It was a real arm wrestle, but in the end, a couple of saves from Keely Richards made the difference as Logan kept a clean sheet and came up with their first win in over a month. And now they're back up into fourth place. Uh, I had a chance to speak with Shay Connors after the match, and this is what she had to say. All right, please be joined. Match winner Shay Connors. Talk us through the winning goal. Oh, um, it all happened really fast. Kelly um, grabbed the ball and just threw it out, and I started looking up the field because I was looking for runners in the box, but then um, they kind of just started splitting away, so then I just kept going. It was, it was a really even match as well, decided by a moment of brilliance. Is that what you expect when you play Capalaba? Yeah, it's always a tough game. Um, it's always like down to the wire. I think last year we played home, it was like 4-4, so it's always like a crazy, crazy matchup. And like I think to the final whistle, it was like a huge battle. And I props to them, they put up like a huge fight. And I think that we just matched it finally. And of course, you know, you seem to like this ground. You got, what, four goals here last year as well, yeah, match yeah. winner today. What is it about here? Uh, I don't know. I think just the energy, like, Capalba always brings a good fight, and I think we were really up for the challenge today. So I think, like, when my team's, like, lifting us, I just feel 
I guess extra on. <laughs> That's right. And you've got two games to go. You've lifted yourself up into fourth spot. What's what's next for Logan? Uh, we're hoping just to sweep the next two games. Like that is the goal. We want to be in finals, but like comfortably, we don't want to rely on anyone else's results. So I think we're just going to go hard and hope for the best. Definitely. All right. Well, best of luck for the rest of the season. Thank, Thank you, you so and much. congratulations on the match-winning goal. Thank you so much. So that's what Shay Connors would say talking to James and the Capalabar after the game tonight. And we always thank the players and coaches for taking time to talk to us, along with James for conducting interviews when we cannot get there. Adam, we'll look at some of the other results in the MPLW this weekend. Around 17, FQQAS 1, Eastern Suburbs 1, South United 5, Thunder 0, Mitchelton 6, Morton Bay 0. And the other game played today, Adam, down there on the Gold Coast, Gold Coast United 2, the Gap 0. Gold Coast continue their march towards potentially a premiership. Yeah, that uh, that win this afternoon uh, goals to Bella Habuda and Jan Thompson uh, in space uh, two goals in the space of four minutes, and uh, that puts them that means that they only need a draw in their big makeup game on Wednesday night against a Lions team that were on the bye this week. So uh, that's that sets it up just nice. In fact, it's probably even um, more I guess final than it was when it would have been played. Uh, Last last uh, last Saturday night when it got rained out. So because it is, it comes to a case of Gold Coast United win, or even get a draw. They're the premiers. Logan need to Logan, uh, not Logan. Lions. I should say Lions. Uh, I should say. It's a long uh, day. They, yeah, it has been a long day. Uh, Lions. They, they need they need to win and then hope then get another win at Mitchelton next uh, next Sunday, and then hope that uh, Gold Coast United do drop points. In, in that run. So that's, that's the only two sort of run ways as far as the premiership goes. Absolutely. So Gold Coast, now they are top of the table on at 46 points. They're three goal, three games, three points. Cause I reckon part of the Lions as CG. It has been a long day, but yeah, so they're, they're three points separating the two sides there. They play, as you say, on Wednesday night there. A, a, a result of any note for Gold Coast United will secure their first MPL, MPL women's premiership. If it doesn't go, if it isn't decided that day and Gold Coast lose that game and the final game of the season, two wins for Lions would potentially give them the premiership on, on goal difference because they would both be then on 16 wins played from 20 games and goal Co- and Lions currently have the superior goal difference. So that game on Wednesday night, Adam, that is going to be absolutely crucial in terms of, of shaping the remainder of the season. Not just it, the regular season, but also the finals. Yeah, absolutely, because um, it does... Um... As far as the the final four goes, uh, as well that Capalba uh, uh, probably dropped it. They 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 all finished third, but they a win. If they had a one tonight, they would have actually at least been a chance at second. Uh, should should Lions drop, you know, the last their last two games. But um, Gold Coast United, um, if they don't if they don't get the job done Wednesday night, they face uh, Football Queensland QAS. Next Saturday down at Coplex, that, and that would wrap it up if they were to win against the QAS side. That yeah, sometimes they can they can surprise. So I think that they want to get the job done before before uh, before that final game. They probably also like to make a big statement in that game against Lions in midweek. You mentioned Capalaba; they are safe in the finals in third place. They got they will, they have thirty nine points to, to currently. Logan and our fourth on thirty four points, and the only team who can knocked them out of the finals race, Adam, is at Eastern Suburbs, and they're on in fifth on 32 points. But the interesting point there is Logan have a game to play midweek against Southwest Queensland Thunder. If they win that game, obviously they are into the finals in fourth place. If they do not win that game, Eastern Suburbs host Logan in the final round of the season, which could be make things very, very interesting. 
yeah, this is a this is a big win tonight um, at at Kapalabar for for Logan because it does it does take the pressure off. They if they get the um, necessary points. Uh, so just looking at yeah, they so just looking at Adam, they will actually, Thunder will have to actually win the game midweek yes. to keep to keep Eastern Suburbs alive because even if, if they draw and then East win the game on the weekend, it will still be then decided on on games one. So yeah, level, if level, Logan get any kind of level, result midweek, that determines it. Yes, that's that's correct. Yeah, so so yeah, so East will be hoping that they can. Um, East will be hoping that they they uh, that Thunder do, do a favour. But look, at the end of the day, when it comes down to East, um, it was it was looking like that the final round of the season was going to come down to that game. But an unexpected one-all draw against uh, Football Queensland QAS, which as you said, if if they 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 are they can be a dangerous team. They can really sort of you know cause issues. They drew with they drew with Logan and they've also now drawn with East. And I think yeah, pretty much that unless Thunder do do the job on uh, on Wednesday night. Yeah, like I said, this final four is gonna be set. It also does certainly make that game for Gold Coast if it comes down to that next week and all the more interesting. We'll go through the rest of the table quickly now. The Gap are in sixth on twenty eight points. And you've got South who've completed their season on twenty three points. Mitch is an eighth on twenty two. Football Queens and QAS they're on sixteen points. Thunder on 11, and you've got Morton Bay down there on the bottom of the table. We'll move on now to the FQPL quickly here, Adam. And the results of the weekend. Um, Thunder 4, South of Eagles nil. Logan 7, Western Pride nil. Rochdale 2, South United 1. Wynnum Wolves 3, Holland Park nil. And the game play today, Mitchelton 3, Sunstone Coast 2. And a bit of a five-goal thrill up there on the Gold Coast, Adam. The top two, as well, we'll start with this here. Thunder did what we knew they had to do, and that was win their final game. But Logan... They still have this this um promotion spot in their hands. Yeah, and it comes down they they have a game on Tuesday night against uh, Rochdale, and the the permutation is simple that if uh, a draw, I'm just sorry, this this uh this wins. It'll have to be a win over Rochdale Rovers too. Yeah, yeah. The... Sorry, yeah. Just sorry, just looking. Making sure, yeah, it does need to be a win because uh, Thunder on 15 wins. So so yeah, so they need if they win. If they win on Tuesday night, they're, they're the FQPL premiers and they're promoted to the MPL Queensland. Um, and that will end Rochdale Rovers' hopes of top four. But a win to a win to Rochdale keeps them into in the finals hunt and it forces Logan to play to for the final game to uh, to try and secure secure promotion and the uh, and the premiership with uh, with uh, with uh, Southwest Queensland Thunder on the bye. And they're having their season completed. Absolutely. So the Thunder, they are top of the table. They've played 20 games and won 15 for another 46 points. Logan, a second, played 18, won 14 for another 45 points. So they're a win behind at the moment, Logan, where they've got two games to play and they're one point behind. So a win in either game will be enough. Mitchelton, they are safe in third on 36 points. They will be in the final series once again this season. So congratulations to Mitchelton. The fourth spot, to your point, was will come down to Wynnum Walls and Roadstar Rose. Wynnum are fourth currently on... 31 points from 19 games played and 10 wins. Rochdale have played 18, got eight wins for 28 points. So if you look at if look, that game midweek is a huge one between Rochdale and Logan, that will could could decide both of those fixtures. But if it does not, looking ahead to the final weekend there, Adam, you've obviously got um, Thunder have the buys we talked about, but but Logan will go to Mitchelton on the final day of the season. So that would be a tricky trip there to determine that potential final that. To premiership 
race, and you've got Wolves who will host go, go travel a big pardon, to the Sunshine Coast to take on the fire up there, whereas Rochdale are at Holland Park. So both those sides are on the road with potentially winnable games. So it could very well come down to that final, that midweek game there and that we're all looking forward to, that Logan Derby between Rovers and Lightning. Yeah, and looking at the final spot in the um, in the finals, um, yeah, Rochdale need to win both games. Uh, one one win is not going to be enough because of the uh, wins tiebreaker at the moment. Uh, Wolves have ten wins and Rochdale have eight, and then so so yeah, they're going to need to they're going to need to win uh, to at least get or ho- or hope that um, that Wolves uh, draw at uh, draw next week at Sunshine Coast, which, look, it can happen, but, um, yeah, I think I think they, it's still in their hands. They, they need they need to win Tuesday night. Absolutely. There's plenty of interesting games in the FQPL over the next coming days of the season. Before we go, I'm going to have to talk about one bit of breaking news that's happened during the day today. Brisbane Strikers and Owen Baker parted ways with the FFA Cup semi-final coach resigning his post there after a couple of seasons at Brisbane Strikers. It was a, a pretty good reign for him there, particularly that FFA Cup run to the semi-final is obviously... The notable highlight. Oh, absolutely. Um, he's a, he's an outstanding coach. It took you know, strikers to, you know, like I said, a number of highlights, uh, including that that FFA Cup run, which I think you know lives long in the memory. But also as well, for our oh, personal note as well, that you know, Owen Baker was always happy to talk to us, um, win, lose, or draw. Um, so so yeah, look, he he be he's a big loss. You know, we wish him well in his future. I think strikers obviously, uh, according to some statements that have come out of the club recently, they're sort of going off in a different direction, a more development direction. So so yeah, so yeah, it's yeah he he but he's done well at the club. And in his statement, yeah, he he did thank the club, and obviously, you know, it's made it's put him on the map, and we're interested to see where he goes next. Absolutely, I've no doubt Owen Baker will be coaching in NPL Quinton again once again very soon. Very good, a terrific coach and an even better person to talk to. He is your, to your point. He's always been happy to talk to us, and we look forward to talking to him again in a new role, hopefully very soon. Adam, now we're going to have to wrap this up because otherwise this NPL Sunday show that we will become the NPL Monday morning show, and that's not <laughs> our market. No one wants to hear that. <laughs> no. So we'll talk to you all again next week after the regular season is complete. But for now, we'll talk to you later. <laughs>